0: no other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the bible
1: welcome to simply the bible the through the bible teaching program of pastor daryl zachman of calvary chapel treasure valley today we return to the book of jeremiah where the lord shows the prophet two baskets of figs one basket has very good figs the other basket has very bad figs that cannot be eaten what does it mean We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 24 on Simply the Bible.
0: Are you a good fig or a bad fig? You've probably never even thought of yourself as a fig. But in Jeremiah chapter 24, God used two baskets of figs to teach the people a valuable lesson. They could either be sweet and delicious or good for nothing. And it all depended on them. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 24 today. The Lord showed me and there were two baskets of figs set before the temple of the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the craftsmen and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs, like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very bad figs, which could not be eaten. They were so bad. Then the Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs. The good figs, very good, and the bad, very bad, which cannot be eaten. They are so bad. (laughs) In 597 BC, the Babylonians deported King Jehoiakim who was also known as Jeconiah or Coniah, along with many of the nobles and the important citizens, leaving only the poorer people to work the land. This was at the time that King Zedekiah, who would be the last king of Judah, had just come to the throne. Now, the first basket was full of very good figs. The early ripening figs mature in June in Israel, and they are considered a delicacy. Recently, when we were in Israel, we ate many fresh figs. They serve them practically at every breakfast. The other day, I was with our oldest grandson, and out of the blue, he asked me, what do figs taste like? So now I will have to go and buy him some so that he can experience real figs for himself. Anyway, the first basket that Jeremiah saw was full of these good and tasty figs. They were before the Lord, signifying that they had been offered to him. But the second basket of figs were rotten and inedible. It is interesting how God would often give his prophets visions of things in addition to his words. Some of us are visual, and the principles are better understood when they are illustrated. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Like these good figs, so will I acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good, into the land of the Chaldeans. For I will set my eyes on them for good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. Then I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. Now, no one being carried away captive into another nation would have thought that this was for their own good. With everything inside them, they would resist this Babylonian invasion. They considered this enemy takeover to be a very bad thing. And King Zedekiah and his officials would even threaten anyone surrendering to King Nebuchadnezzar. It would be considered an act of treason. We can understand that in the natural sense. The problem was that Jeremiah had been prophesying to them for decades but they hadn't listened. They forsook their covenant with the Lord and continued to worship idols. So now God would carry them away captive to Babylon to purge them of their sins and cure them of their idolatry. And it would have that effect. Seventy years later, when a remnant of them would return to the land of Judah, they would never again turn to idolatry. We are told in Hebrews 12, 11, that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When God disciplines his people, he is treating them as his own children, and every good father disciplines his children. God knew what they needed to turn them from the path that they were on to where they needed to be. Without this correction, the nation would have continued to get worse and worse and would not have been fit to bring forth the Messiah that they were destined to bring forth. After the Babylonian captivity, a remnant would return under the edict of King Cyrus of Persia. They would come back to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. God would be faithful to His promises. Even in the worst of times, God cares for His people who trust in Him, and He has a plan for them. God would build these captives up and not tear them down. Now, oddly, those living in Jerusalem did not consider the ones going into captivity to be blessed, but rather cursed, because they valued their freedom there in Jerusalem above everything else even above submitting to God. But the way God looked at it was that those going into captivity would be blessed. Why? Because they were doing what God wanted them to do. So God would build them up and not tear them down. Later, the Lord would direct Jeremiah to write them a letter, encouraging them to build houses and dwell in them, to plant gardens and eat their fruit, and to get married and have children. If they would seek the peace of Babylon, which again would be quite contrary to what they would feel like doing, but if they would seek Babylon's peace, then they would have peace. They would be good figs. Why? Because they were ultimately submitting to God. And that is what God desires for each of us. If you think about it, the ultimate foolishness is to resist the one who created you and who loves you more than any other person is even capable of loving you. And that's what these good figs would do. They would submit to God and do his will. And even though they would go into what would be considered miserable, that is captivity in Babylon, yet in the long run, they would be blessed. Through the discipline of Babylonian captivity, God would give his people a heart to know him. According to Jesus, the definition of eternal life is to know God the Father and God the Son. There is no greater knowledge that we can have than to know the Lord. As long as they were worshiping the false gods of the surrounding nations, they could never know the true and living God who had brought them out of Egypt and given them his righteous laws. But through the painful process of this captivity, they would learn to know him and to love him, They would be his people, and he would be their God, for they would serve him with their whole hearts. Now, there was a partial fulfillment of this when they would come back from the Babylonian captivity 70 years later, but the full fulfillment will not occur until the millennial kingdom. Hey, listen, if you're going through hard times, it could be a season of discipline. Don't lose heart. Know that you are a legitimate child if you are undergoing God's discipline. Rather than resisting the Lord or becoming angry with Him, be thankful that He loves you enough to correct you and ask Him to teach you all that He wants you to know through the process. The Apostle Peter wrote, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, He cares for you. I've heard it said that when God brings out the heavyweight sandpaper, lean in because it goes quicker that way. Verse 8, And as the bad figs, which cannot be eaten, they are so bad. Surely thus says the Lord, so will I give up Zedekiah, the king of Judah, his princes, the residue of Jerusalem who remain in this land, And those who dwell in the land of Egypt, I will deliver them to trouble into all the kingdoms of the earth for their harm to be a reproach and a byword, a taunt and a curse in all places where I shall drive them. And I will send the sword, the famine and the pestilence among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. So Zedekiah was just now taking the throne. He would reign in Jerusalem for 11 years and he would completely resist the word of the Lord through Jeremiah. Jeremiah would tell him, look, just surrender to the king of Babylon and things will go better for you. But he would not listen to Jeremiah. Instead, he listened to his officials and therefore he and his officials were the bad figs. And even those who would remain in the land, of course, Zedekiah when Nebuchadnezzar would finally destroy Jerusalem in 586, 11 years later, then he would have to watch as his sons were killed, and then his eyes would be plucked out, and then he would be taken captive uh, into Babylon where he would later die. But there would be those who would remain in the land. And they, for a while, would stay there, but then they would go to Egypt against the word of Jeremiah, and and those who would do that would be delivered over to trouble wherever they would go. God said that he would send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them until they would finally be consumed from the land. They were bad figs and good for nothing. And Why? simply because they refuse to listen to the word of the Lord. Listen, it all depends on us. We can be good figs that are sweet and tasty, (laughs) that are profitable to God and to others, or we can resist God. We can resist his word. God won't force you to listen to his word, but if you resist him, you do so to your own peril and to the destruction of your own soul. And why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be a bad fig? When God has given you grace through the Lord Jesus Christ to be a good fig, to be one who responds to him and is blessed as a result. Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, that you have given to us your word. Lord, we thank you that you have plans for us, not to harm us, but to give us a future to bless those who trust in you. And I pray, Father, that we would not resist you. We would not resist your word. And I pray for anybody listening today that is going through a hard time. Maybe they are undergoing the discipline, your discipline. But I pray, Father, that you would bring to them the word of peace and encouragement and strength, Lord, that even though we may go through hard times, you will work all things together for our good if we will trust in you and submit to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we go back in time to the fourth year of Jehoiakim's reign, where Jeremiah prophesies 70 years of captivity in Babylon because the people have refused to listen. But afterwards, God will punish the Babylonians. We hope you join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.